Oh, I love that. Not contingent on being recognized, right? Because I think <laughs> if I think that that's maybe at the core is the this recognition thing, right? You know? And and maybe it is that's the reflection that I'm seeing is that I need just need to recognize myself. You know, I don't. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's what they say is the thing with. Um, they talk about this in ACA a lot is that when I've grown up in a home where there was really no terra firma underneath mm. me that I could like count on because mm. everything kept shifting and changing and I had to contort myself to adjust to situations mm. that it really is difficult to have a sense of anchorage within myself and safety within mm. myself. So one characteristic of people on ACA is that they're they're looking for the reflection outside of them that mm. it's okay, that it's safe, that all of these things. And this has been my thing this week, the exact same thing of I'm never going to get the safety out there. Where can I have the anchor within me? Where can I have mm -hmm. the safety within me? And that be enough and that be content because it's not mm. going to show up on the outside. And if I look at it in this way where all the actors are on the stage, right? And it's a virtual enactment of something to help me get that safety within myself. Mm. So a situation has arisen where I'm being given the opportunity to cultivate the safety within myself. It looks like everyone's doing it wrong <laughs> but really it's this amazing opportunity to go oh, yeah they're supposed to do it wrong thank you for doing it wrong i need right. to go within and get my own anchorage and then you know pretty much give up you know middle fingers to everyone else not so aggressively but you know what i mean as to their opinion yeah. i love i love the pedestal i just was like connecting the dot um I love when you talk about the, you could put me on a, you know, if you put me on a pedestal, I'm just going to fall. It's like, it's that same energy of, the, of the other thing that I hear you say is, um, people are supposed to let me down to remind me of that. They're not my higher power. You know, it's kind oh, of, has yeah. that same, those two that, go together. That's a good, I love that. Yeah. And that I think, you know, is like, oh, right, right. Because there's what happens for me is there's subtle shifts where the person, place or thing becomes the higher power. And then I get into this whole story of when this happens, then, you know, and I get so wrapped up in that story that I'm not necessarily present or in touch with my higher self or a higher power for that matter, because it's it shifted to something outside of me. Yes. Oh my God. This has been my work this year. And it's the drive to the grocery store with the 20 foot embankments on either side is that I finally recognize the story that I tell myself when this happens, then this happens, then it all goes downhill and it's swirling in a toilet. Mm. And it's like, wait, I'm the one narrating this story <laughs> why why am i having it all go down to the toilet and i yeah. love i can't remember it's some 
profound person that we'll have on the podcast at some point <laughs> that said, why wouldn't I narrate the story of it working out amazing? Mm. Why isn't yeah. that an option? Mm. I think that's Mel Robbins, right? What oh, if it yeah, all worked out? Yeah. Yep, you're yes. right. You're right. Yes. Yes. Um, it's interesting. I'm drinking tea and, um, you know, some of the tea bags have these things and it's, it's literally, I'm looking at it. It says relate to your greatness and not your weakness where I actually think humility is relating to both. It's like having, like you talk about having all the emotions sit at the boardroom table. Right. And so it's like all of me, it's not like not focusing on either it's it's just saying this is all of me and i'm okay with it you know right it's it's putting all the ornaments on the tree mm, the good the bad all of it just putting it all up there and going this is my tree i think it's beautiful <laughs> and um yeah y'all judge what you want and worry about your own trees honestly <laughs> And what was this? What was the story again? It was like the guy. It, what was the story again? It was the guy who left his wife or something or had an affair. The the ornament. One, yeah. The ornament came in the mail that said baby's first Christmas. And her husband had recently left her and their kids were like eight and nine years old. Mm. So she realized that, you know, he had left her to go have a a baby with another woman like the timing um, was like he had mm. to have gotten her pregnant while they were still together right yeah. yeah and so then she said that she put that ornament on her on tree, the tree for yeah for the last 15 years and everyone was like what <laughs> Why do you do that to yourself and she was like because like that's the truth of what i'm living wow that see, so here's the thing. I almost I wonder what what is what is the connection between humility and shame? Mm. And is there a connection? Because I I am just this is just coming to me right now. Is this I like to I want to hide some things. I don't I don't want to share all of it because I only, you know, it's the actor, right? I, the actor has the stage. I, I want to show only my strengths. I only want to show what I think you need to see of me so that, you know, whatever my themes, my theme songs, like they won't like me. So everything about me is like, you're going to like me, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's perfectly curated, calculated. It's, you know, the karate chop, whatever those things are, and so it's almost like, because shame for me is like also the hiding, right? It's like, I'm bad or I'm, some, I'm, you know, and so don't share that, you know, but, but the humility is like knowing and accepting and loving every bit and nook and cranny, you know, um, and then just showing up to the table, which is not, that's not, it's still not something that I am jonesing for you know what I mean like yeah, it, yeah you know well I I today cannot correlate the humility and shame hmm. but I can correlate vulnerability and shame mm. and like I feel like vulnerability is the opposite of shame yeah um, and that when I do 
when I am willing to be vulnerable and expose everything on the tree because I can love it and whatever anyone else thinks about it is their own business. And the truth is they're not thinking about it. That's the mm. other part. No one's thinking yeah. about it. Um, that's when I have true freedom. And I don't know how the humility would show up in that yet. I love I love this thing of like no one's gonna know anyway, you know, like get a few friends have <laughs> weddings and stuff and you know, some of them had a bride seller or one of them had a groom seller. And it's like no one's gonna F and know about whatever little thing, you know. Um, well, and that was my I used to have a sponsee that would go, Okay, I left work at five thirty and you know, we're supposed to leave at five, but I stayed till five thirty, but some people stay till six. And what do you think the people who stay till six are thinking about me leaving at five thirty? I was like, They're not thinking about you. <laughs> and she was like, What? I was like, yeah, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about their life and their family and what they're going to have for dinner and how late they're working. They're not really yeah. spending two hours thinking about you leaving at 530. You're yeah. doing that. Yeah. That And that for me, so that for me is the self-centeredness it talks about um, in three, right? And then for me, humility is actually having a larger view of stuff where it's, I'm, really, I'm not self-centered. I know myself but i'm not self-centered does that make well, sense and that's yeah that's where equanimity and this is one of my big um i don't know my big marching orders for the rooms of the program is that equanimity there mm -hmm. has to be a sense of self-centeredness it, it it needs to be 50 percent of thinking about myself and how i show up and and then there needs to be 50% about others, you know, and, and my God's in there a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But there is a certain amount of selfishness and self-centered that we're just, it's our DNA and it's that, and I have to do that. So I, so I'm self-reflective and I consider how I show up. Yeah. And I would, I consider, I don't consider that selfish and self-centered. I consider that about self-care and self-awareness. Um, yeah. You know? I think, I think when I, like, I, I guess this has gone on to pet peeves, but there is yeah. certain pet peeves for me with sponsors who, you know, tell he women in the rooms, like, if you're not thinking about everyone else 24 seven, you're selfish and self-centered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not and, true. And that is not, that is not it. Yeah. No, I definitely, for me, the, the, the polar, whatever the axis, the, the, the line across, it's like self-care, mm -hmm. right? Self-awareness. And then the, on the other side is service. Right. You know, and it's fine. Right. Everyone gets to find the median between those two and find their equanimity. And like when I'm sick, I'm not doing service, yes. you know, yes, like exactly. I, if that's self-care. That's like asking for help. That's like what I'm doing. Right. And then, you know, when I'm not like physically sick or, you know, having a spiral, mental spiral, whatever is I can, you know, be of service or whatever. Actually, but actually 
in my experience, all of it's actually service. Like when I see someone, and we've talked about this, who is in self-care, who is self-aware, who has boundaries, that's like the best service ever because it's like, oh, that's what that could look like. Well, and, and yes, I love that. And part of that is that they're not thinking about how other people will perceive them. Yeah. They are just doing the next right thing and they're in touch and in in accepting all of themselves. Right. And I think that that's an important distinction, right? Is like our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. That's what it says in the book. For me, the distinction is like how we may help meet their needs versus how are they thinking of me? Like that's a huge, you know what I mean? Like that's that for me is the distinction. And, you know, like we like we've shared, you've shared this in the past. It's stay sober. I stay sober first. Right. And then help others to achieve sobriety. Like it's that's the order. Yeah. And it talks about I love um, what somebody said a million years ago when they were talking about the 12th step and they were saying, I don't know when. I'm being of service to others because they just do their program and they go to the dry cleaner and treat them with respect and they go to their meeting and they show up in the workplace on time and people do come up to them and ask them like, what do you do? How do you get through life? Like, how do you do this? And so they're, they're just living their life in a state of practicing the principles in all their affairs. I love that. I love that. Me too. Um, we are at our final five. Do you have a question? Do you want me to ask a question? It's yours. You go. Okay, got it. So um, what is something that, um, what is a, a, a difficulty that you've experienced in sobriety that is actually uh, proven to be a blessing? Mm. Whoa, that is good. Well, a difficulty I have experienced in sobriety is people calling me out on my selfishness, which, uh, I mean, I just remember one time in early sobriety, and I may have mentioned this already, but it popped in my head again. So I would, after a meeting, like, just listen to where everybody was going to go grab a bite to eat. And then I would think about where's the best way that I could position myself to be around the people I most wanted to be around. And I would show up at that one. I got called out on it and that calling out, I was so offended by, but at the same time, it helped me get a better sense of how I was showing up in the world and helped me give more thought to that. And since then, I've recognized somebody taking the time to give feedback that isn't wanted but necessary as a loving act, especially if it's done in the right way. Like it's a loving, it's really loving. It says, I want to be here and I want to be in relation with you and I'm willing to have a tough conversation with you. What about you? Um, difficulty. That's a blessing. I think, you know, I was laid off a few months ago and I think that it's actually 
been a blessing in the sense of I was telling someone the other day, I, I was noticing it's like I was in a relationship for, I don't know, three, three to five years. It's all a blur. <laughs> but when I when I broke up, when we broke up, when we consciously uncoupled, um, I realized that uh, there was a slew of friends that I had not been into contact with because uh, I was so yeah. consumed with my relationship. Uh-huh. You know, there was like the close friends that I was always in contact with. And then there was the greater group who I love and I miss. And I didn't realize how much I missed them until the, my, I was no longer in this couple, in this relationship. And so what I'm realizing now is like, God, I was kind of isolated to a certain extent. You know, like I moved back, you know, and I, you know, started just working. I wasn't doing in-person meetings because it was still like COVID times Uh kind of masked, you know, and I rationalized Uh like, I don't want to go to a meeting and watch somebody in a mask. I can't even see their fucking face. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll just multitask and take a shower and listen, listen to your share. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh And then I started going back. And then now that I don't have, you know, there's that space now that was consumed with work and, you know, thoughts about it and all this stuff. And now, you know, as I'm trying to to fill that in with a new a new uh, possible career, I am also seeing like, oh, this has brought me close and in communication with a lot of people that I haven't been in contact with. Mm. And some of them I would have actually never reached out to if I wasn't in this position. Mm, yeah, and that's so it, beautiful. It's a blessing where I'm now in more contact with more people than I've ever been. Mm, I love that. That is beautiful. Amen. <laughs> Still have no idea what it's looking like, but, you know, please but let this work out. But you're talking please. to a lot of people. <laughs> We're talking and we're going to like, please let this work out in a way that's best for everyone involved. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You just remind me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, thank you for this yes, already I, working out in a way that's best for you. everyone involved. Thank you, Misty. <laughs> thank you, darling. And a bitch, call your call sponsor. Call your 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 sponsor. Call new episode tomorrow. Send us an email bcysponsor at gmail.com.